I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. Now, we are a household of artists. I'm so thankful for that. I'm, I, Well, honestly, I believe that every human being is an artist when you really get down deep into it because we're made in the image of God and He is Creator God. But in my household, we are just the kind of artist that where there's art everywhere. If you came to visit me, there's art everywhere, every room. But ever since quarantine began, it's been a lot of fun to come up with creative fun ideas about how we can keep everybody sane as we watch and wait and wonder along with the rest of the world. Now, one of my favorite recent ideas came from my oldest son. He's a senior at North Central College, and praise Jesus, he was supposed to be in Japan this summer and moving forward into the future. He was supposed to be in Japan, but with everything that's gone on, he's home with us, and we're so grateful, having a good time. But he came up with this idea a couple of weeks ago. He said we should all pretend that we're on a space expedition as part of an endeavor to populate a colony on Mars or whatever planet you want to fill in the blank with. And the trip takes exactly one year, he said, and we're all supposed to find fun things to do in the space station and new ways to work together as we travel. So yesterday... It was low gravity day, so we pretended to do just about everything in slow motion, like an indoor moonwalk, and it was so fun, and it's a really cool, tiny workout, too, because if you're you're doing everything in slow motion and really deliberately, and and it's just slow, and it works all these muscle groups you don't even think about until the next day, because, yeah, I'm a little sore today, but it was fun. Just an indoor moonwalk. Simple, right? And we also watched one of my favorite classic movies called Signs. Do you remember that one? I mean, Mel Gibson is in it. I don't know the name of the other people in it. Uh, One of Macaulay Culkin's uh, siblings. And for those of you who are too young to know who that is, just a quick Google search. Just do Signs. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Anyway, so... I remember back in 2002, which I guess makes this a classic, I remember seeing it in the theater, and it was one in a series of movies that were just all about that mystery, a little bit of scariness in there, uh, the unknown, other realms, and I remember when I saw Signs in the theater, this is my this is my genre, I love sci-fi, and it went straight to the short list of my all-time favorite movies. So I rewatched it uh, just in the last week, and it really inspired this newest episode of the podcast because there are so many eerie similarities between what we're going through here with COVID-19 and all the fear and uncertainty that we're facing that many of us are facing every day. Now, the scene that gets me every time in the movie Signs is the one where Mel Gibson's character, and his name in the movie is Reverend Graham, which is interesting, he's sitting on the couch with his brother, And they're watching endless hours of news about the global crisis caused by the hostile alien invasion. The news is showing constant footage of 14 UFOs that are twinkling in the sky. And his brother, they're sitting there in the dark with the the light of the TV screen flickering on their faces. The two children are asleep in their arms. And his brother, his younger brother, looks over at him and asks a question. And it's about, you know, whether or not he thinks, whether Reverend Graham thinks there's any hope for humanity to survive. And the Reverend responds this way. He says, people break down into two groups. 
when they experience something lucky, group number one sees it as more than luck, more than coincidence. They see it as a sign, evidence that there's someone up there watching out for them. Group number two sees it as pure luck, just a happy turn of chance. I'm sure the people in group number two are looking at the 14 lights in the sky, he says, in a very suspicious way. For them, the situation is 50-50. It could be bad. It could be good. But deep down, they feel that whatever happens, they are on their own. And that fills them with fear. Yeah, there are those people. But there's a whole lot of people in group number one. When they see those 14 lights, they're looking for a miracle. And deep down, they feel that whatever's going to happen, there will be someone there to help them. And that fills them with hope. See, what you have to ask yourself is what kind of person are you? Are you the kind that sees signs, that sees miracles? Or do you believe that people just get lucky? And that's the scene right there that has always stayed with me. That's the scene that made this movie one of my top five movies of all time. Because I can barely watch the news these days without even for just a few minutes without just bursting into tears. I mean, what about you? How are you doing with that? From the incomprehensibly evil acts of violence to those who I know who are first responders and healthcare workers who are just exhausted and depleting in every way and and members of the media who are just exhausted and so discouraged and so much stress. And what about those who have lost multiple family members to COVID? and have, I quote, run out of tears. There's just so much chaos going on. But as I thought about that line in the film, what kind of person am I? You know, what kind of person are you? And who are you in this chapter in humanity's story? When I thought about that question, it was a comforting thought, which may at face value seem a little bit arrogant, but not when you think about the power of the thought. And I love the power of thoughts, the tiniest little thought, so much potential. You know, it's a tiny thing, a single thought, but so powerful. When was the last time you asked yourself and really took the time to prayerfully discover the response? What kind of person are you? I'm forever thankful that in early in my journey of faith, the 11th grade to be specific, there was a kind woman who I'll never forget. Her name is Linda Jarvis. I'll never forget her because she gifted me in the carpool with my very first Bible for teens. And yeah, I was in the 11th grade and I, I went to school for half the day, but I worked the other half of the day at an insurance company doing data entry to help support my family because my mother wasn't well and God only knows what my stepfather was doing. I don't know, but I worked for half the day, went to high school the other half the day, but the carpool showed up one day and she handed me a Bible. It was my first one. And she said, I'll never forget. She said, this might help you to understand the truth about your worth and value in the eyes of God. And that was the beginning of my life in this unending adventure called faith. And that was when I first started to learn God's opinion of me and who I am in Christ, which led me right here to this moment, recording this podcast and loving God more and more every day. Now, I'm definitely in the first category, but what about you? Are you the kind of person who's in the habit of really listening to hear and connect 
and understand? Are you the kind of person who seeks out what's best for someone else before yourself? And are you in the habit of being fully present with your children and loved ones? And I got to back up a little bit because I used to be uh, the what's best for someone else to an unhealthy extreme. So the kind of person who seeks out what's best for someone else and loving toward yourself. I'm going to go ahead and clear that up right away. But you know, what kind of person are you? Are you in the habit of being fully present with your children, your loved ones, your friends, roommates, your partner? You know, are you fully present with the people in your life? Are you in the habit of encouraging your loved ones, your neighbors? Uh, Are you in the habit of helping others to remember to choose faith over fear? Even if it's through the tiniest, simple acts of kindness, like delivering a meal or sending a text message, you name it. What creative ways, because you are an artist, whether you know it or not, what creative ways are you in the habit of sharing that really does bring light and that feeling of shine into the world? And what kind of thoughts are you in the habit of carrying out in your mind every day? What kind of thoughts are you in the habit of entertaining? What kind of person of the two mentioned in the movie would you say you are? Do you feel that you're all on your own? Is everything all up to chance? Or are you the kind that sees signs and miracles every day, noticing them no matter how tiny? And I'm going to leave it there on this Juneteenth day of the month where there are so many ways that you and I can uniquely and creatively and prayerfully seek God's ideas about how to be a part of His good work in this great multiverse. And He's never out of good ideas. That's why you're an artist. Whether you know it or not, you have access to your Creator God who made you, and He loves giving you creative ways to live out His love and bring that shine into the world. But this tiny habit of remembering who you are or thinking about who you are, it only produces lasting hope if you know whose you are and how valuable you are, how beloved you are of Almighty God who made you. So, of course, easy to tell, I'm in the group that sees the signs and the miracles. And because of that, I believe with all my heart that you are never alone. And just as I tell my boys every day, no matter what happens, it's going to be okay because God is with you and he loves you and he's working all things out for good and for his glory. And there is always hope. And I hope and pray that after you spend time listening today, you will prayerfully do this work, thinking about remembering even who you are. And I also pray that you'll always remember to be brave and to be wise, to be patient and kind and faithful, and to be present and mindful and kind to yourself and others because you are so loved. Thanks again for listening, and I invite you to stop by juniefelix.com and download a free copy of one of my event bestsellers. It's called The Gift of Sorrow, and you'll also receive updates on the release of my upcoming project with my publisher, Nav Press. It's called Moving Forward, Tiny Habits That Lead from Trauma to Faith.